Go ahead and take a seat, and I'd like to introduce to you Bill Richardson. He's from Light of the World. Oh, wait, Bill, you're done dogging. <laughs> All right, this is Bill Richardson. He is from Light of the World Prayer Center. It's on Smith Road, and he is the director. So give him a round of applause, please. Forgot one thing. So our pastor is going to be speaking next Sunday. This is his first. That's his first Sunday next Sunday. So this is our last guest speaker, and I was so privileged, you guys, to get him to come here because I've been wanting to have him here a long, long time. <laughs> so, all right, take your seat. Thank you, Diana. It you know it's just so good to be with you today. Praise the Lord, you know, I'm so excited for you as a church. Next week is a start of a new season, amen? And we're going to pray at the end, and, and I want you to join me in that, because I really want to pray for you as a congregation. Uh, I happen to know uh, Pastor Adam's brother really well. In fact, we were dedicating a church uh, just uh, not long ago, three weeks I think it was, we were dedicating it and little did I know that his brother was going to be coming here so you're in good hands this is Diana the director of the the light of the world prayer center and if you want to know what we're doing uh, there's a flyer it's just outside the door there to your left pick one up um, I'll give you a very general overview I'm not going to be able to cover everything uh, but we have a, a prayer center and roughly at the moment there's about 35 hours a week goes on there so it's non-denominational and we have different prayer sets so for example we'll have a prayer set for the persecuted church tomorrow morning first thing we have a prayer set for our native american brothers and sisters we have a prayer set for for young people prayer set for israel and these are at different times during the week when people will come in from different church backgrounds with a heart to pray. And now is the time to pray, right? When we look at our nation, when we look at our community. Uh, so we do that, and you are welcome to come in. Um, our website there is www.lowpc.org, and you can come and join us in that. So we have the house of prayer. But we also do a lot of stuff in the, the community as well. We have various different ministries. And one of the things that we do is that uh, every Tuesday night at 4 o'clock, we pick two schools in Whatcom County. And we go and pray around those schools. I don't know if you know this, but last year there was actually three credible gun threats in our schools. Blaine was one. Uh, there was also Seahome and uh, Mount Baker as well. What do I mean by a credible gun threat? It means that the police have been given a date where there's going to be a shooting, and the police turn up a week before, and then on the actual day, they close the school. That happened three times in our county. And unfortunately, you know, it's often come from students. So we don't just pray around Christian schools, but we're praying around every school. We pray for protection. We're praying for the kids. But right now, our, our kids are, are needing your prayers as mentors. 
They need your prayers. I'm going to come on to that in just a little while. And so that's one of the things that we do in the community because it's such an important need because this is our next generation. And we take that really seriously, that we're praying for revival to come to our young people, that they'll be on fire for Christ. So that's one of the things we do. We also do great story here for you. Um, we work with a lot of churches in the in Whatcom County, and we work very closely with pastors. And after COVID, there was a real need for pastors to come and pray together and encourage each other. And so we started this, uh, this group, and we would pray always in Scripture. We would pray upwards for worship, inwards for confession, petition, and then outward for ministry. We wouldn't get into any denominational stuff. And so we had one group, and it started from three. And that group went to eight, and then it went to 11. All pastors in the area, right? And in the last year and a half, that, that one group, first of all, it split into three groups. And now it's actually up to eight groups a week of praying pastors. Amen? So we spearhead that. And now there's roughly about 50 pastors in Whatcom County who come together and pray together and encourage each other, worship each other, uh, sorry, worship the Lord in the Word. And so we set up that ministry. As Deanna said, we're also uh, responsible for Day to Pray. So what Day to Pray is, is that we have the, the different spheres of influence. We have contacts in arts and media, business, uh, the church, social services, education, family, government, and uh, missions as well. And we collate from those teams, we collate these points, and we put together the, the day to pray. And so when you're praying on the third Wednesday of the month, right, there's now 28 churches in the county that are also praying. So we set those prayer points as well. We have a children's director, uh, two, we had a, a, a fantastic encounter camp where we were teaching children to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And we had 84 children turn up right from, a, we worked together collaboratively with, I think it was four or five different churches. And uh, we have a children's director who's really involved in the, in the young people as well. So that's some of the things. That's just a, just a, uh, a snapshot of what we do. But if you want to flyer just grab one out there and if you're if you'd like more information uh there's a, a list you can put an email on there this morning and we'll get some more information to you so i've been asked this morning to speak on prayer and the the title of my message is our culture and prayer so will you join me as we pray together Lord, it was so good to worship you this morning. And I just thank you for the freedom that we have here at CTK to come and, and learn from your word and to worship, to pray together, to have fellowship together. Lord Jesus Christ, we declare that you are King of kings and Lord of lords and that you are the head of the church at CTK this morning. Father, that you are absolutely sovereign in this land and that you're in total control. And we worship you as the Lord God Almighty. The Holy Spirit, I pray for your anointing now. Speak through my weakness, not my words, but yours. And I ask, Holy Spirit, will you open our hearts 
and our minds to the encouragement of Scripture this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, you know, as we look around our culture this morning, it's in a, it's in a terrible way, isn't it? We have this uh, threat of nuclear war. It's a very real thing, according to uh, Putin. We have wars with Russia and Ukraine and in other places in the world. We look at our own government, and it seems that, you know, if you want to run for government, you have to be going through some kind of court or legal process at the moment, right? Um, both with President Trump and with President Biden and Biden's son. We look at our government and uh, some of the laws that are coming down our way, especially in Washington State, and they, they're, they're anti-Christian, right? And it's like we look at that and we think, oh, it's so discouraging. You've got the whole uh, schools thing, the LGBTQ agenda. We're on the back of COVID. There's anti-Christian legislation, mandates. You know, I talked about our young people. Folks, our young people are anxious, depressed, and suicidal. And it's unbelievable on a scale that I have never seen before as a pastor. Do you know, I was actually on one of our prayer walks around, and uh, it was actually in Linden. It was in Linden High School, and we were, we were walking around the campus there, and right in the middle of the campus, it broke my heart. There's a notice for a suicide hotline, 14 to 18-year-olds, and it's there for a reason. It's not there just for decoration. It's there because our young people are anxious and depressed and even suicidal. I was on one of those pastor calls I talked about, right? And there's probably about five or six pastors on this call. And, and during that time where we were praying outward for ministry, one of the pastors shared, can you pray for this young person in my church? They're suicidal. Do you know by the end of that call, I counted no less than seven cases amongst those pastors. You know, we look at that, we look at our culture, and then bring it back home, bring it back in, into Bellingham. We've got crime and drugs off the scale at the moment. My wife Sharon showed me this report from the sheriff's county, and they arrested this guy. 70,000 fentanyl tablets. 70,000 off of one person. And an AR-15 and other other guns like that. We, you know, I, one of our partner ministries goes downtown on a Tuesday night, and uh, witnesses to to homeless people. And you know, in the space of an hour and a half, and I went down with them one time, and we prayed and ministered to about 12 people down there, and eight of them were openly doing drugs. And if you've ever been down there, you know they're they're, they're young people as well. I'm talking about people in their 20s, even less. And the fentanyl is killing them, literally killing them. You know, we can look around our society just now and we can feel that it's hopeless and discouraging. And yet, Jesus Christ is still sovereign over this nation, amen? Is God still in control over this world? Yes, he is. Is Jesus still coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords? He is. Is Jesus still head of the church? 
You know, Hebrews 13, 8 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he's our hope. He's the one that we worship. He's the only hope for America right now. He's the only hope for revival. And I'm, I'm crying out to him. I'm appealing to God, to his merciful heart, that he won't pour out judgment on this nation, but praying for revival instead. Amen? And it's time for us as Christians, and I want to encourage you this morning, that despite how hopeless it is, now is the time for the church to pray together. And it's encouraging, right? Because we have a Father in heaven who not only loves his children and hears the prayers of his children, but also is answering the prayers of his children as well. We're going to look at that in a little while. But, you know, as I kind of look around, and I, I think the, uh, and especially as a Scotsman coming into this country, and I've been here for uh, over 13 years now, you know, I go back home, people think I'm American. They do. They think I've lost my accent so much. But as I look at this nation, and it's a, it's a, it's, it's a reflection of where the UK was. Do you know what the biggest problem in this nation is right now, today? We have lost the fear of the old Lord God Almighty. We've forgotten who he is. Even in the church, I would say, we've lost the fear of the Lord God Almighty. Revelation 15, verse 3 to 4 says this, Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways. King of the nations, who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been re revealed. You see, that's who he is this morning. He is the Lord God Almighty. Jesus Christ is King of kings of the nations. Sometimes I wonder, you know, and uh, especially in churches, it can, it can be more like a Sunday club, right? It's something that we attend or, or, or different programs or wherever. But it's, the fact is, is that he hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen? And our hope is in him. That's what we sing about. Our hope is a time. We've just got a, a little bit of a sense of that. It was in our, in our old building there on Smith Road. By the way, we've just recently moved. That was another update. The, the Mums in Prayer event we're actually hosting that in our new center it's on um, if you know where the the soccer fields are on smith road right opposite that there's three churches there's the seventh day adventist there's a lutheran and next one along is living hope fellowship we've been in there for about a year and a half awesome god story i won't go into it just now but that's where we're hosting the event tomorrow as an update there but uh, there was one time and there was a, a couple of us and we were just praying and worshiping the Lord and just got a sense of his presence of who he was the Lord God Almighty and it literally went from us worshiping to us being on our face before him in humbleness you know and uh, the Lord led me to this passage second Chronicles 7 verse 1 to 4 and it says this when Solomon finished praying fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple 
the priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshipped and they gave thanks to the Lord saying, His, He is good, His love endures forever. Amen. And you'll notice there's two things there. When God's presence comes in, where's Israel? They're on their knees, right? They are humbled before Him. Let me tell you, when revival comes, that's going to be the posture. You've probably heard about the, the revival that was going on in Asbury. Yeah? Uh, so encouraging what God is doing through our next generation. And that actually, maybe didn't know this, but that's actually spread to more than 200 campuses not just Christian campuses, more than 200 campuses. And each one is marked by this. It's marked by tears of repentance and worship. That's the heartbeat right there. And that's the same heartbeat that you see in here. And as we were, we were worshiping, I sensed the Holy Spirit saying to me, Bill, that's where I want you. I want you on your knees to humble yourself before me. And I want you to worship and give thanks. And, every, and this is probably about a year and a half ago, and pretty much every day since then, I'm on my knees before the Lord in confession. I examine my heart, and I humble myself before Him. But I also get to worship Him and give thanks and praise for who He is, the Lord God Almighty. You see, that's the proper response, isn't it? If He is who He is, the Holy of Holies, that's where we are we need to take ourselves off the throne of our lives and he needs to go back on it you know and as we think of that i want to encourage you individually and corporately to humble yourselves to pray and worship and give thanks to the lord you see now is this time to be praying for this nation now is the time to be praying in your church we're, we're past the times where we can be complacent you know, as I read scripture, things aren't going to get any better. They're not. You know, when you start looking into the end times and what's going to happen, and it's not going to get better. But no, now is the time to be praying for this nation. I can tell you right now, I, I have uh, 30 minutes, and uh, Deanna told me there's a trap door here. <laughs> so if I go too long, she's going to press a button, right? But I want to tell you this, and I want to encourage you, because the Lord God Almighty is on the move in a powerful way across this world, and that there is a spiritual awakening going on around this world right now. It's incredible how God is moving. And I'm talking about millions of people coming to faith in Christ. A lot of them are Muslims. And the, you know where the fastest growing church is in the world right now? Iran. Iran. And it's led by women. Do you know why? Because they lock the men up. 22,000 Christians in prison in Iran right now as we speak. And yet it's the fastest growing church in the world. China on fire for Christ. Africa on fire for Christ. Literally millions of people coming to faith in Christ right now. You see, the, especially with the Muslims, they believe in dreams and visions. And the Lord is appearing to them in dreams and visions. 
we, we had a, a friend of ours who's a, a missionary and he works with Muslim people. Uh, how's this for an evangelistic tactic, right? He literally, they would go into a refugee camp and they would have a billboard there saying, have you seen the man in white? That was it. That was an evangelistic tactic right there in this refugee camp. Billboard, have you seen the man in white? And people would come up, yeah, I had a dream about him last night. Who is he? Can you tell me about him? And we're talking on a scale that's never happened before in history. I mean, literally, if you look at uh, Muslim coming to Christ over the thousands of years, right? It's like this. And occasionally there's a blip. And occasionally there's a blip. In the last 50, 60 years, folks, it's like this. It's unbelievable what the, God, what the Lord God is doing, you know? So don't give up because he's in total control. And we need to be crying out to him right now, amen? Uh, he is the hope for the United States of America. No one else. No one else can turn this nation around. Only he can do it. I love the, uh, this uh, verse in 12, uh, sorry, Hebrews 12 and verse 1 to 3. And I, and I found myself, and I was getting discouraged the other day, and I was like going, why am I discouraged? I live in, in possibly the richest part of the world. I have the freedom to, to pray to my God. I have the freedom to worship. I have the freedom to, to read my Bible, to have communion. Why am I discouraged? And I started thinking, it's because I'm watching the news. And then I try and cheer myself up, right? And I watch a Hollywood movie. Oh, good grief. After that, you know, the last four movies, I think I've turned them off. They're more depressing. And yet, this verse says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You see, my, the problem was is that I was focusing too much on the world and I'd lost my focus on Jesus Christ. Amen? Brothers and sisters, this morning, have you grown weary? Have you lost heart this morning? Are you looking too much at the world and the situation around us? Where is our focus? Is it on the world or is it on the Lord? I can't remember the pastor's name, but I, I, I remember listening to this sermon one time. And he said it like this. And he said, we glance at the problem, but we gaze at Jesus we glance at the problem but we gaze at Jesus amen and that's probably a challenge for some of us this morning right because we spend way too long on Facebook and we spend way too long on sport and we spend way too long looking at the news don't get discouraged because the lion of Judah is roaring at the moment and he's roaring in this country. Do you know how many baptisms there were in Whatcom County in the last couple of months? It's well, CTK downtown, right? Incredible amount of baptisms. That's not just one church. There's other churches right now that people are getting saved. 
and are coming to faith in Christ. You see, that's the Father's heart. It's the Father's heart for Whatcom County. His Father's heart hasn't changed. His heart is for the lost. That's why he sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. Amen? As a gift, as a gift to reconcile man back to him. That gift of forgiveness, that gift of eternal life, that gift of hope. That's the Father's heart right now. And the Father's at work. You see, he's not asleep and he's not complacent. How do we how do we pray into that? Well, you know that there's another passage there, it's in Second Chronicles. It's a little bit further on in that chapter. Second Chronicles seven and 14 to 16 says this and God is speaking directly here he says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Notice what it says there. Or notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say if the sinner repents, I'm going to heal this land. This is directly to Israel, God's children, God's chosen people. He says, no, if my people. You see, the thing is about prayer starts with us if you put your faith in Jesus Christ this morning if you've confessed your sins and repented and, and, and he is your savior you're his child and you are his people the church are his people this message is for us if my people will what humble themselves I want to encourage you this morning not because I do it that's something that the Holy Spirit has laid on my heart you know, there isn't a time for us to pray, to come before him, to humble ourselves before him, turn from our wicked ways. You know, pastors love things that begin with the same letter. You ever read a sermon that says, okay, the three Ps, all right? This is the prayer power and whatever, right? Well, this is the three H's. And if we look at it here, it's conditional and it's like the first one is humble if my people will humble so there's your first H there right but notice what he says he will do he will hear from heaven and he will heal in other words our humbleness our confession our consecration and God is going to hear and he's going to heal our land. Do you believe that God can heal America through you? He can. He can. That's You see, his mission plan hasn't changed. It's exactly the same. He just wants us to do it. Right? He wants to use us. I can honestly say this. And, you know, as a, as a pastor, and especially in Whatcom County, I, I get to share a, the word a lot in different churches right across the board. You know, we were talking about this yesterday, actually. Uh, today I'm in CTK. You know, a few weeks ago I was in First Reformed Church in Linden. It was wonderful. 
there was like, you know, the old stone building reminded me of home and stained glass windows and a pipe organ, like a real pipe organ. You know, one of those things with holes in the slits. The young people don't even know what that is, right? But even better than that, they had somebody who could play it. We were worshiping to this pipe organ. Man, it was incredible. The hairs were going up in the back of my neck and everything. Where was I going with that? No idea. <laughs> no idea. But here's the thing, right? You know, when we when we humble ourselves, oh, I know where I was going with it. That's right. But I, I'd honestly say it's like, you know, I haven't done anything different other than consecrate myself. But I would say that the Holy Spirit is working more in power in my ministry now from that place of consecration. And here's the thing, folks. He wants to work through you as well. He wants to work through you. And the thing is, you know you know um, who the people are. You know where they are because they're right beside you. They're in your family. They're in your workplace. There is so much pain and brokenness right now. You wouldn't believe it. And God wants to use you to minister into that pain and brokenness. That was Jesus' mission statement. I have come. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He was quoting Isaiah to bind up the brokenhearted, to release the, the prisoner, set the captive free, proclaim the day of the Lord's favor, right? But he wants to use us in that. And I honestly believe that as you humble yourselves before the Lord and you worship Him, you're, you're too important for Him not to use because ultimately the Father's heart is for the lost and He wants us to go in and be ministers to those people. That's what He's called us to be. He's called us to be His kingdom and priests to serve the Lord our God. You see, Jesus hasn't changed at all, has He? As I finish up here, I want to encourage you this morning. Humble yourselves. Seek his face. Confess your sin and turn from our wicked ways. Individually and also pick up the day to pray as well. You see, when we humble ourselves before him and when we pray to him for who he is, God going to hear and he's going to heal our land through you this morning. Now, sometimes we think, oh, you know, you know what, prayer doesn't work. No, prayer works. And it's the only thing that's going to change this nation right now. I just want to share some encouraging things for you this morning, all right? Uh, you know, when uh, uh, Roe v. Wade passed, and, uh, and last year it got overturned, okay? So I want to tell you, and this is a fact, but uh, the, the courthouse where Roe v. Wade was passed is now a house of prayer. Isn't that a God story? I love it. You know, where they actually, literally, you can go there. It's a prayer room. It's a prayer room right now. And you might look at the government just now and you think, oh, it's in complete disarray or whatever. Okay, I want to say this. About 12 years ago, there was roughly about 12 Republican and Democrat Christians Right now, in D.C., there is more than a hundred Republican and Democrats crying out to the Lord. You're not going to hear this on the news, right? 
There's a prayer tent, a 24-hour prayer tent outside the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C. Do you know, I heard this, right? There's actually more than seven prayer groups in, with politicians in Washington, D.C. right now. It's incredible. Revival's going to break out there, you know? They're all going to be wearing suits and ties, but that's okay. You know, but that's what's happening right now. And when you pray, don't ever think that you're alone, right? Because there's a remnant in the church right now that is crying out to the Lord God Almighty, like I'm encouraging you to do. And it's thousands across the United States of America. You know, when we look at what COVID was doing, I honestly believe that God was refining his church. And COVID was a tough time. It was a tough, I was in church leadership then. You just couldn't win. It was either, you know, mandate, no mandate, mask, no mask, vaccination, no vaccination. And it was an awful time when we lost sight of the gospel. We lost sight of Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. We got snarled up in red tape and politics. We lost sight of his mission. Shame on us, you know. And yet now, after that refining, and I could tell you right now, when you're praying in your groups or in your twos and threes, there are literally thousands of the remnant in the church who are crying out to the Lord. I'm on prayer calls every week. And some of these, you know, in different places, and God is on the move here in the United States of America. Will you join in with that? Now's the time. Like no other, it's a really exciting time to be a Christian. It's time for us in the church to wake up and realize who he is. Praise and worship him and just a marvel. It amazes me what God is doing in this country. It's one of the reasons why I moved here. You know, we, there's a, it was actually a CTK um, grant, a dear brother and friend, and he, and he hosts this, uh, this pastor's get-together every quarter do you know there's 80 pastors get together it's amazing and the unity that's in that room we get together and we come together and we pray together that was one of the reasons i moved here i thought man this place is on fire for christ in this county and so when you look around and you see all the darkness and the bleakness right glance at the problem but gaze at jesus because he's on the move here he hasn't forgotten about us but now is the time for us to wake up and to pray and to press into him. And God is going to use you in a mighty way. That's what his plan is all along. He's going to use you. We submit ourselves to him and humble ourselves. I love, I love this. I'm going to finish on this. But right now, uh, my, uh, a, a dear friend and uh, a mentor of mine, a man called Daniel Henderson, and he says this, uh, he's involved at Six Four Fellowship, which is a, a fellowship for pastors praying and getting into the Word. And he says this: the prayers of the few will benefit the masses. I like that. The prayers of the few will benefit the masses. And he also says this: prayer is not a sprint; it's a marathon. What does that mean? It means it's for the long term. Jesus says, my church will be called a house of prayer to the nations. Right? So we're going to close in prayer just now. And I'm so excited for CTK Ferndale, you know. But you join me in prayer just for this new season under Pastor Adam.
right? Because I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to move among you. They're so encouraging. You know, I know several churches right now who are, who are going through pastors, uh, pastor search committees and things like that. And um, there's another church out in Everson, and they're just selecting a pastor, a man of God as well. You know, pray for your pastor because he needs it. Let me tell you, the spiritual warfare is very real when you're in church leadership. It's very real. If Satan can take out the leader, he'll take out the church. You need to pray for his protection. Pray for his family's protection. It's a very real thing. I did church planting with Sharon uh, back in Scotland. And um, we were involved in a church plant for eight years. And uh, it was kind of cool, you know. They're so used to churches closing in Scotland that when this church plant opened, it actually made national news. Can you believe it? <laughs> national news. What? There's a church opening in Scotland. But I want to tell you this. It's just an example of spiritual warfare here. At the time, there was three deacons and uh, two elders and a pastor. And every one of us had a major physical life-threatening affliction. And you can say, well, that's just coincidence. No, it's not. No, it's not. Satan knows if he can attack the leadership he's going to get to the church. Hey, listen, if you're involved in church leadership just now, I want you to stand up. For those who are on the committee, any kind of leadership, musicians, whatever, I want you to stand up right now. Okay. And if you're sitting beside them, I want you to, to lay a hand on them, woman on woman and men on men. Let's gather around them and pray for these guys. And I'm going to pray for Pastor Adam in just a minute. But let's just lift our brothers and sisters up, right? Because what you're looking at here, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of time. It's a sacrifice of energy because these guys love the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So just take a few moments just now just to pray over them, lay hands on them, and pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to equip them. Go on, go ahead, and then I'll close in prayer. Let's pray openly just now. Pray your protection over them as well. as we finish up our, our prayer time I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up
just as the worship team's getting ready, and uh, will you just join me in prayer for Pastor Adam and for this new season of CTK Ferndale? You know, and I want to challenge you folks, be praying for this man of God, right? Be praying for this new season. Let's close our eyes. Lord, I am so excited to be here to represent you today as your ambassador. What an honor and a privilege, Lord. Father, I want to pray for Pastor Adam. Father, thank you that he sold his house so quickly that he's going to be able to be here next week. God, I want to pray in faith over CTK Ferndale right now. Father, may this be a season of fruit bearing. Lord, may this be a season of repentance, of confession. May this be a season, Lord, Holy Spirit, where you convict people and bring them unto salvation. May this be a season of baptisms. May this be a season, Lord, where the Word of God is preached truthfully. Lord, may this be a season when the brokenhearted are ministered to through Ferndale CTK. Lord, we pray in faith, and Father God, I want to pray for your protection over every person here, especially Pastor Adam and his family. Lord, I ask, will you command your holy angels concerning CTK to guard them in all their ways. Lord, post those heavenly warriors around here. Guard them against the, the enemy. It says in the Lord's Prayer, lead us not to tem into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Father, I pray, deliver CTK Ferndale from the, the evil one, from any attack of Satan or his demons. We just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, protect this place. And Father, I want to pray especially for the youth here, Lord, I pray that you would break those bonds of anxiousness, that spirit of heaviness, in Jesus' name, by the blood of the Lamb. Lord, I want to pray for them that they would be on fire for Christ. Lord, this is the next generation. Lord, an end to depression. May you be real and alive and worth living for for them their purpose in their life as they carry the torch of flame for you, Lord. We pray in faith for our youth, Lord. Father, we thank you. And Lord, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise and the majesty and the power and the blessing and the strength and the authority. Jesus, we declare you King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen.